welcome to the Yoga Focus podcast. I'm Laura Gellner, a yoga therapist, occupational therapist, and the owner of Focused Wellness Therapeutics. I provide one-on-one yoga therapy sessions, small group therapeutic yoga, and online education for yoga teachers that is rooted in science. For more information, check out my website, laurageyoga.com. Hi everyone, I'm Laura. Welcome to the next segment in our video companion to the PDF or the ebook, Deep Dive into Yoga. We are talking about different ways to deepen your relationship with yoga, whether that is working on your practice on the mat or taking yoga and using its tools and its teachings off of your mat in your day-to-day life. If you want to download the PDF companion, you can go over to my website, Largy Yoga. When you sign up for my newsletter, you're going to get the PDF sent to you immediately for free, and you'll get a whole bunch of other useful resources emailed to you in the upcoming weeks. So in this section, I want to talk about a really common question that I get, which is how to create a consistent home practice because there's a lot of challenges here. There's a lot of roadblocks that I feel like people run into. Um, So the first thing is be reasonable with your time expectation. It does not have to be an hour. I feel like people have gotten kind of stuck into this idea of like, if I'm not on my mat for an hour, then I didn't even practice yoga. But that is so not true. We talked a little bit in the previous section about flexibility, and this is where that flexibility comes in of, if I can carve out 10 minutes or 15 minutes that becomes my yoga practice for that day, that still counts. It's still your yoga practice if you need to do a formal practice that day. So this is another topic that I like to talk about with people in terms of meditation, because a lot of people think that when they are starting a meditation practice that they have to start with like 20 or 30 minutes of sitting and meditating. And again, that is not true. If you start with one minute, or what I usually have people start with is five minutes, it feels very doable. We can all fit five minutes into our day somewhere. And then from that five minutes, you are more than welcome to grow and expand that time. But if we start with saying our practice has to be 20 minutes of meditation, or it has to be an hour of yoga postures on the mat, a lot of times we're just not going to do it because our schedules are not going to allow it. So the first trick to starting a consistent home practice is be reasonable with your time expectations. Pick a time that really feels manageable. You can always add on more time later. All right, the next one is knowing the difference between formal and informal practice, or what I like to call functional practice, because functional practice is just another part of our day that helps us to function better. So formal practice is when we roll out our mat and we carve out a very specific time to just practice the skills of yoga or the skills of meditation. Functional practice is when we take those skills and we sprinkle it throughout our day. So we might use a breathing technique before you have to go into a meeting so that you feel more settled and focused. Or you might, I do this all the time, go into the bathroom at work and do a couple stretches to kind of mix up my energy when it's like two, three o'clock in the afternoon and I'm starting to drag 
and I need a little pick-me-up. I might do a couple um, breath of joy movements or something where I'm opening my arms and lifting my head up because it helps with that upward lift of energy. So that's the, the functional version of my practice. Um, you want to kind of find a balance between both. This is when yoga is going to become a bigger piece of your life when you have those two different components of formal practice time to sit on your mat and just be 100% focused on what you're doing, but then functional practice where you take that and you sprinkle it into your day and really see what those tools give you and how it helps you to live with more ease. It's one of my favorite benefits of practicing yoga. It's so helpful in day-to-day -day life. All right, so the next one is thinking about why do you look forward to your practice? And you want to try to pull more things in that make you look forward to your practice. There has to be something that you get excited about because if it is another chore, if it feels like drudgery, you're probably not going to do it or you're not going to stick with it. It has to be something that you wake up and you're like, I get to do this on my mat. I get to do that. I know that it's going to make me feel better. I know that I'm going to enjoy that process. So this is not to say that you want to eliminate challenge or um, any sort of thing that brings you out of your comfort zone. Of course, we always want to incorporate some of that into our practice. But if it is too challenging and it is too far out of our comfort zone, we're not going to keep doing it. That's just kind of human nature. So a little bit of challenge, a little bit of stepping outside your comfort zone feels manageable, does not feel overwhelming, and we are more likely to stick with it. So make sure that you are thinking about those elements that help you to look forward to your practice. Maybe it's that one of your friends meets you at the yoga studio and you really love talking to that person or spending time with that person. Maybe it's the fact that you get out of your house and you get a break from your to-do list when you are on your yoga mat. Or maybe you get to drink your favorite cup of tea after you finish your yoga practice. So think of little things that help you to really look forward to it and make it a great part of your day because then you're going to stick with it. If you like it, you will stick with it. The next one is having faith in what the practice gives you. So if we're being totally honest, it is not every single time that I have to get on my yoga mat that I'm like, yes, yoga, I'm 100% excited and I want to do this right now. There's a lot of times where I sort of drag myself onto my mat kicking and screaming. Not literally, but almost. <laughs> there are very frequently times where I'm exhausted from work and I feel like I don't have the brain capacity to either teach somebody else or to lead myself through my practice because that takes a little bit of thinking. And what gets me through those days where I'm not excited is thinking about the end result. So I have faith in the fact that if I spend 20 minutes on my yoga mat, moving around, listening to my body, going through that conversation of figuring out how I feel and what I need, I'm going to feel a lot better than if I walk into my house and plop my butt onto the couch like I really wanted to. I know that in the end that is not going to make me feel better. That is just going to be kind of wasted time, right? So 
having faith that the practice is going to give you what you need. And a lot of that is the process of cultivating that relationship with yourself, cultivating that flexibility on your mat so that you know you're not going to be forcing yourself through this practice that doesn't serve you at that time. Your practice is really going to be meeting your needs because you've done that work to figure out what do I need. You have that connection to yourself to figure out how to answer that question. And that comes from some legwork, for sure. It's just time and practice, learning how to do that. All right, the next one is understanding that listen to your body is a great phrase, but it doesn't always work. <laughs> this is something I talk about a lot in yoga teacher training, but as yoga students, we need to know this too. And it, it really ties into the last idea of having faith in what your practice gives you. So the example that I like to give is if we are always operating at this level of listen to your body and that's the end of the conversation, there might be days. So I'll use myself as an example. Like I come home from work, my neck is tight. My wrists are sore from being on the computer all day. My shoulder is probably sore. And I'm like, Ugh, the only thing I want to do is flop on the couch, eat dinner and go to bed. Right. That's what my body is asking for. It's like, you're done just get on the couch, watch some Netflix and just go to sleep. But my rational brain is like, you haven't been to the gym and you haven't been on your yoga mat for two days. If you sit on that couch, you're going to feel worse tomorrow. And I know that for sure. So even though at that moment, my body does not want to move, does not want to get on my yoga mat, does not want to go through that whole process. My rational brain is going to take over and be like, eh, no body, sorry, you need to do this. It's for your own good. Because I know at the end of that, whatever, 20 minutes, hour, whatever I, I can carve out, I'm going to feel better. So there's this play back and forth of, yes, we do have to have open awareness of our body and the signals that it is giving us, but very much like our brain, where sometimes our brain will give us a thought and you have to meet that thought with, mm, no, I don't believe you, brain. I don't think that's correct. We have to do the same thing with our body, where sometimes our body is going to be like, no, I don't feel like moving. I don't want to go for a walk. I'm too tired. But if you actually get out and go for that walk in 20 minutes, you're going to feel better. Um, so balance out that ability to listen to your body, but sometimes you have to override it with your frontal lobe or your, your rational thinking has to intervene and make an informed decision of what you actually need, like what's really going to be in your best interest. Okay, so that is going to foster that more consistent home practice and also a home practice that really meets your needs more and kind of feeds into your overall experience of health and well-being. So the last one in this section we're going to talk about is that when motivation fails, consistency, habit, and discipline are there to catch us. So all of this kind of ties together, right? Are you starting to see the theme here of the, the play back and forth that happens? A lot of times <laughs> we will talk ourselves out of things. And I know this is something that I've talked to my students about a lot of times, especially because I taught a class in the evening. So most of my students were working and then coming to my yoga class after work. And we would talk about how there's this struggle of they get to the end of their work day and maybe they had the best intentions of, all right, today's Monday, 
going to Laura's yoga class. I'm going to feel great after I do that yoga class. But then you're walking from work to your car and that thought comes up of, I'm kind of tired. I think I'm just going to go home and sit on the couch, maybe go to bed early. And there has to be some sort of intervening thought in that process. It goes back to faith. It goes back to that frontal lobe overriding. Um, but it also comes back to consistency of, "Mm, nope, Monday and Wednesday, I do yoga because my body really needs yoga. And I know at the end of the week, I will feel better if I've gone to my yoga practice consistently than if I gave in and went home and flopped onto the couch. So that's where a little bit of discipline, a little bit of consistency and creating the habit. We are definitely creatures of habit and I can't emphasize the importance of momentum enough with any sort of movement practice, with uh, meditation, with a physical yoga practice, with going to the gym, with walking, any of those healthy habits. When you build up momentum, I encourage people so strongly Don't let anything break that momentum because once you lose it, you allow inertia to set in. And once inertia grabs you, so much more difficult to restart. So once you give yourself that shove to restart and you start building up the momentum of practicing regularly, pulling these healthy habits into your day-to-day routine, use that momentum, protect that momentum as much as you possibly can. Um, Because I know in my life, it's definitely something that I have seen over and over. And when I'm working with clients in the therapy clinic, I often see people when they have fallen out of that momentum, maybe they had a great movement practice that they were doing, they were walking regularly, and then they got sick for a week. And it took them eight months or a year to be like, oh, I guess I should get back into that program, huh? And that's usually when they're coming to see me. (laughs) Um, But if we don't let that time frame um, run away from us and we try to get right back into the habit using discipline and using consistency to keep you on that track. It's very helpful in terms of consistency for your home yoga practice or any other healthy habit that you are trying to keep going regularly. So that is my list of ways to keep a sustainable home practice um, or sustainable process of going to the studio regularly or practicing at home with videos regularly. Any of those things are going to fit. And here's our quote to end this section. The true purpose of yoga is to discover that aspect of your being that can never be lost. And this quote is from Deepak Chopra. So it's a a short quote that gets right to the heart of it. There's a lot of things in our practice that are going to change, that are going to evolve, but at the end of the day, our yoga practice is about discovering and connecting to that essential piece at the core of our being that is never changed, that is never impacted. It is not lost, it is not gained, it is just always there. So I hope you have enjoyed this discussion about creating consistent home practice and the next section we're going to talk about how we can take yoga off of our mat. And if you want to download the PDF guide, deep dive into yoga on and off your mat, go over to my website, Lara G Yoga. And when you sign up for my newsletter, you're going to immediately get 
the free download so you can follow along with these videos and keep that PDF for future reference. All right, I'll see you in the next one. Thank you for being here on the Yoga Focus podcast. I'm Laura Gellner. If you would like to stay connected to more yoga resources, you can follow me on Instagram at Yoga. I have many YouTube videos at Laura Gellner, The Yoga Focus Method, and you can find links to my book, Yoga Therapy at the Wall, and all of my online courses at my website, lauragyoga.com. Thanks so much for being here.